The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We'll do it live! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Things suck! All right, baby! Andrew, it's back to the old days. We are doing Blog Talk Radio live. We got the open. I feel like it's 2011 all over again. Uh, we're going live for the NFC Championship. Uh, if you want to listen, you want to call in, call in 646-595-4450. Uh, we got a board full of calls. We'll try to get to all of you. We'll identify you by the last four digits of your phone number. Uh, Andrew. We are 18 hours away. How the fuck are you feeling? Man, so earlier in the week, I was definitely tight, uh, re- really up until about panicked. 48 hours ago. and uh, You were you know, panicked. Just, just, yeah, panicked. I, I was basically like you last week. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, starting to feel, I'm starting to feel a little better. I've convinced myself that, you know, in playoff games, it really comes down to – you know, there, there, there's X factors. You know, there's the crowd, which swings in the Saints' favor. There's, you know, injuries, which swings in the Rams' favor. I mean, there's, a, there's all these yeah. things. But, like, I just keep coming back to, at the end of the day, like, am I putting my money on Sean and Jared Goff? You know, the guys that have won one playoff game ever, ever that are young, that are going on the road? Or am I putting my money mm-hmm. on Drew Brees and Sean Payton at home? And that that's just that's yeah. what I keep coming back to. Maybe I'm just convincing myself, trying to give myself hope. But um I am at this moment feeling feeling better and, and hopeful. Yeah, you me and you have flipped completely. I was panicked last week. I was looking at fucking Nick Foles fucking release time charts. I was panicked. The the fourteen nothing lead, the Saints came back, it washed all my panic away, but I've I've sort of lost my momentum and my, my confidence as the week's gone. But but I'm back. And here's the thing, and, and we said this when me and you were talking before we started today. Look, any loss the Saints will have is brutal. But the one thing I, I that'll make it very hard for me to stomach is I I don't want the Saints to allow the Rams to run the ball like they did against Dallas. I want Jared Goff who have to win the fucking game. And if, the, if Jared Goff comes out tomorrow and goes 35 of 42 for 370 and four, yes, it'll suck, but I'll just be like, fucking McVeigh and, and Goff, they did it. God damn it, fuck them. But I'll tip my hat to them. What I don't want is the Rams running for 200 yards and Goff going 15 of 27 for a buck 80 and a touchdown, and he never really had to do anything fucking hard at all. That will drive me fucking batty. I want Goff and McVay to have to win this game, you know? Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I'll be very surprised if it's like a 45-35 type game that we saw in week nine. I just, I think it will be lower scoring than that. Um, but we'll see. I mean, you know, the Rams didn't run the football that great in that game. So, I mean, no, nothing's really changed. I don't know that losing Sheldon Rankins is enough to justify that all of a sudden things are going to change drastically and the, the Rams are going to go for 250, especially in the dome. I mean, the, the effort's going to be there in the church. So, um, yeah. and- uh, we'll, we'll see, man. And the run game has the run defense for the Saints. If and I was saying I said this to um, I said this to Philadelphia last week when I was on a blog with them. They were like, "Look, our offensive line is better, and you guys aren't the Bears. We think we can run on you." I'm like, "You're not fucking running on the Saints." And I, and I said this to them. I said, "You aren't going to believe me because you don't watch the Saints every week." I said, "The Saints' run defense has been their one fucking constant that's been awesome all year." Over everything. I said, the offenses struggled tier, the pass defenses struggled, the run game, the you know, whatever. The run defense hadn't. So, look, Andrew, we got a shit ton of calls. So, uh, callers, we identify you by the last four digits of your name. Uh, Todd, you are up first because we talked to you before the show because you've been waiting. Todd, how drunk are you tonight? I'm uh, waiting. 
and uh, it's it's not your normal every it's not your normal everyday Saturday night, you know. It's it's pretty much self medication right now. <laughs> how are you? How are you how feeling? Are you, how, are yeah, you how are you feeling? I mean, it's like you know, vacillate between we're going to do this and oh, God, this could end, you know. And and that's I think I think that's the right way to feel because it's true, you know. Um, like I'd mentioned earlier on on Twitter, I mean, I that we we gave up our souls for that first, you know. And I want this for for those guys. I want it for Drew and for Cam and for Mark. You know, everybody. Yeah, and here's the guys. thing. I mean, and, yeah, and I saw I saw that on Twitter, Todd, and I responded to you. You know, the way the sports culture is set up now is first take, and every sports so they judge players and NFL quarterbacks by the rings, right? And like it's stupid, I think a lot of times. But that's the way they measure you. And the only way for Drew Brees to get his true respect and admiration and all is to get more fucking rings, right? So, like, that's Correct. just the way it is. So go, so go get a fucking other ring. And yeah. if he gets the second ring, he has two rings and all the passing records. He shoots up the charts of all-time great quarterbacks exponentially in a way that I don't even think people grasp it like he gets a second ring you can talk about him as top three all time you know because that's, that's basically exactly right. then, I mean, he's he, like, he he at that second ring I mean there's no more he's past Aaron Rodgers at that point in the conversation I agree Aaron Rodgers is in his rear view and then it becomes more of a question of number one Tom and then is it Peyton or Drew and that's a I, huge I think, leap I think, from where he's I going. It, I think it not only puts him ahead of Rodgers, I think it puts him ahead of Peyton. Because all, now you're talking about yeah. two guys that have two ranks. And he's already broken right. Manning's record. So now it, it becomes Drew it's beat him head-to-head. Head. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a one-two, but Drew beat him. They both have two. Drew Brees beat him head-to-head. And how fantastic. You have this head-to-head, and you're right. And you're, as far as the rankings, you know, and Drew's done everything. And the media won't accept yeah. it. And, and, and how also are you going to feel when you beat touchdown? You know? <laughs> if he beats – How are you going to feel? Tied. How is Atlanta going to burn to the fucking ground <laughs> when we beat touchdown <laughs> um, in their fucking house? Using their fucking – using their fucking locker room practice facilities. I, you know, they I want are, it for Drew and them, but that part is for us. I want that, that so rough. bad. I want that so bad. And Todd, thanks for the call. We got a bunch of people to get to. Um, yeah, Bomani Jones, who I love and I listen to his podcast, it's great. He is fucking panicked about the Saints being in the Super Bowl in Atlanta. He hates the Saints. He doesn't root for Atlanta anymore, but he, he jokes that it's like a public state. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate.
safety hazard because Saints fans will take over Atlanta and chaos will ensue and fights will ensue <laughs> and the and the uh, the Atlanta Hearts International Hartsfield International Airport will be Mad Max for a week. And um, I'm here for it, Andrew. All right, callers, six eight eight five. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, bro. This is the Cajun Alaskan from a rock in the middle of the Pacific. I'm sitting on Waikiki Beach looking west-southwest toward Asia and realizing that the distance between here and there is about the same as Drew's career passing yardage. My real question is, <laughs> I, I, got, I got a 10.05 local kickoff tomorrow, so I'm wondering what time I should start pregaming. Now? Just stay up. Just I mean, now, go, yeah. Go, now couple, too, do a couple now too soon? Do, no, it's not. I've been <laughs> pregaming. Do, do, do a couple rails of Coke and just stay up all night, <laughs> and you're good. So here's the a, here's a thing. Like, like I feel like whatever it takes I mean, to get it's us a, through. It's a, marathon, it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? Yeah, but I, I so feel you don't like want to go so rules. hard that you flame yourself out say, prior you put, to the I was going to say, once you put Coke in this, that's a sprint, man. Yeah. yeah. So maybe, maybe, well, you could stay up all night, and then you, you just you do a couple bumps of Coke at, like, kickoff is at 10. So you, you do it at, like, you do the Coke at, like, 8, 45, 9, wash it down with the Bloody Mary, and you're good. Right? And look, I feel like all the lo- I feel like all the laws and decency for Saints fans are out the window until tomorrow night. Like, whatever you need to do to get you through tomorrow, you can do. Unless it's murdering yeah. a person, harming a child or an animal. Whatever, besides that, whatever you need to do is fine, and we're not going to judge you. This is, a, this is a safe space, you know? So, <laughs> my so give thing, me a, my give thing me is, is <laughs> you want to celebrate. You want to celebrate. You want to you leave yourself in enough shape to be able to enjoy the postgame. So... You know, again, marathon, not a sprint, and I would say it's fine to start pre-gaming as early as now, but I think you want to keep in mind that, you know, this, this, you, you, want to, you don't want to be blackout drunk during the game. You, you don't want to be, like, not able to remember. So you want to be able to enjoy this from start to finish, so Alaska, pace yourself. Alaska Cajun, give me a score before I get, before I get on to some other callers. Give me a score. Forty-two, thirty-five, Saints. I love it. High scoring. I love it. All right. So, Andrew, we got a couple more people online. I want to say, for the 2009 NFC Championship game, I flew in because I, I, I drove to the Arizona game the week before. I flew in. Yep. I went to Deanie's and had dinner with my mom, my brother, my brother's husband. My brother's husband doesn't give a shit about football, but my brother is – a lunatic Saints fans like me and my mom. So we're talking. It was fine. And about halfway through, like, I started, like, getting a sore throat and, like, I thought I had fever. And by the time I got home, I had 103 fever and was, like, sweating. And my mom was like, maybe we need to take you to an emergency room. Maybe you shouldn't go to the game. I was like, fuck that. I'm just going to sleep this off. Just give me the NyQuil, whatever. I'm going to sleep this off, and we're going to go to the game tomorrow. I woke up the next day and still had like 102 and a half. And my mom was like, you really know to go to the emergency room. I'm like, fuck that. Drug me. I'm going to this game. And if I die at the game, that's the way God wanted it. I'm not missing the NFC Championship game for nothing. So the game, Andrew, was actually kind of like an actual fever dream for me. Like, I remember the kick. I remember the interception. But, like, a lot of the details, like, they're lost. They're really hazy. And, like, that game was so tight and nerve-wracking. Like, I don't even rewatch it because I feel like if I rewatch it the, from start to finish, the Saints might lose. So I know the details because I've read them all. But, like, my, in my mind, I don't really. And I walked out the stadium. I threw up. Like, the adrenaline and the drugs just, like, wore off. And I threw up like three times from the time I left the dome to the time we got to the car. People thought I was shit-faced drunk. I was not. I was just sick as a dog. So it was a really weird experience for me. So tomorrow is going to be more. It's going to be more of a normal kind of experience. I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to do this. Yeah. So that was that was just a really well, weird I, experience I, I, for me. I was, so, I was telling. Now we were talking earlier this week, and you told me that story, and I was saying, you know, we need to reenact this. So. You need to put a couple drops of 
strict strychnine in your food. <laughs> Poison yeah, yourself just enough really, to keep you alive, but not not kill yeah. you, but just make you really sick. Yeah. Yeah. The one the one one of the regrets that I have is the the column after the NFC Championship game. I. I was so sick, and I, I, I wrote one, but it was kind of just mediocre, and it was, you know, not not my best stuff. And I feel like it, w- it was a disappointment because that experience was so cool and, and interesting. I think people would have loved that column, but at the time, I was just, like, too sick to churn it out, you know? Um, well, hopefully you'll it, get it, another it, shot. Yeah, and, and my Super Bowl column was lame, and I didn't have an excuse for being sick for that one. So, zero nine three six. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, my name is uh, Jake. I'm calling from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, I have all a couple right. questions. Eagles fan or Saints fan? Saints fan, obviously. So, uh, a okay. okay. couple questions. Um, so, I want to give you guys two stat lines uh, for tomorrow's game, like predicting them. And I want to see what you guys think that score would be if those stat lines are true. So, Todd Gurley. Before we do that, Jake. Rushes. Before we- before we do that, Jake, I just want to say the Philadelphia people I interacted with last week were really nice, and it was weird. I was getting like three requests a day for interviews, and I was turning stuff down. The Rams this week, not a one, not a blog, yeah, not well, a yeah, podcast, I mean, nothing. Philly, it's really weird. Like, they have no fans, but go ahead. Yeah, Philly and New Orleans, they, they're kind of they're alike in a way. I mean, I've been to both, like, they kind of both, you kind of both, you, you can tell when someone's from New Orleans and you tell when someone's from Philly, they kind of have an yeah. attitude, you know, just different. But them, New York, places like that. But uh, so I just want to say um, 20 carries for 90 yards and Donald has two sacks. What happens? <clears throat> I so, think. So that, is that Gurley? Is that Gurley's stat line or is that the Rams? Gurley's yeah. stat line, stat yeah. Line. Anderson goes for 40. Okay. It's hypothetically, yeah. Okay, so Anderson so for like 130, 30 yards rushing and two sacks. Yeah, two, two sacks. Yep. I, I think I would say that if that's the reality, the only way the Saints win that game is if they win the turnover battle. Right, right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, I think definitely like they got they the Rams are definitely a star powered team. So I mean, like probably been they've been keying on players all week in their game plan so they obviously have a plan for everybody mm-hmm. so that's why i'm confident honestly like uh you have donald you've been thinking about him all week like you gotta there's ways to stop aaron donald and there's ways to stop Gurley. you only gotta and if you eliminate those two the rams are gonna have a tough time that's that's why i'm confident honestly a lot of people are losing confidence yeah. because of the injuries but yeah for I, me it's just like I think, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the main the main reason i don't like that stat line you just gave is the 22 carries. If Gurley is getting yeah, that much that, volume, that means they're playing Exactly, the yeah, you're right. And if you're, and if you're adding the two sacks on top of it, I mean, you know, the Saints are going to be behind. They're going to be throwing a lot. And if they're getting to Drew Brees, like, that just doesn't add up well. So that's right. where I say, right. like, yeah, that stat line doesn't feel good to me unless the Saints win the turnover battle. Yeah, I mean Aaron Donald exactly, Aaron yeah. Donald in a in a, Aaron Donald in a bubble. Like if he like if he has two sacks, let's say, but he has two sacks, but he only has three quarterback hits and his sacks are just sacks and they're not a sack fumble. Like that's right. manageable. Like Aaron Donald, he's going to do shit tomorrow. He's probably going to do more stuff than last time cuz Pete's got a broken hand. Although I was watching Baldy break down Brian Balding or break down stuff today. Like the Saints were putting like two and three dudes on him. Uh, he's got half the Rams sacks. Like they're they're the other dudes exactly, on their yeah. on their front line. Like they're names, but they're not that good. And Sue, yeah. yeah, he was good against Dallas, but he's like not the same guy that he well, was. Well, I think that no. we played the deepest. We played the deepest D line in Philly last week. I think the deepest D line in the playoffs. Maybe besides Kansas City, we played them last week. And, I mean, the O-line held up for sure. It definitely got its game plan together towards the end. But, uh, yeah, I think if, if they can just keep him in a bubble, like like you said, three quarterback hits, like that would be good. I mean, we can overcome that yeah. for sure. I mean. Definitely. What's your second stat, Jake? So, uh, that was the girly stat. So, those were my two stats. I was just asking hypothetically, but I think we can keep him lower than that for sure. But. It's going to be yeah. I, I, I actually think so. I'll tell you, I, I think the main thing, and, and I'll, I'll remember something that really stuck with me the first time the Saints played this team. And if you remember correctly, 
if I remember correctly, the Saints played Baltimore, the Rams, and I can't remember who the third team was, but it was like all three teams had had like 10 sacks the week before they played the Saints. The, the Ravens had sacked like mm-hmm. Mariota, I think, 10 times, mm-hmm. and then the Rams had sacked some quarterback 10 times. And, they, and, yeah. and they, the two teams combined had one sack against the Saints the following week. Right. And they asked Sean Payton about that, and Payton was very clearly said, um, I just wasn't going to allow us to get in that kind of game. And so right. when, when I, I just remember him saying that, and what that brings me back to is you've got to run the football. You've got to be able to run the football because then it sets up play action. You're getting in a situation where uh, I, I heard Steve Smith uh, on the NFL Network today talk about how if you run the football effectively, all of a sudden – Aaron Donald, Ndamukong and Sue, Fowler, they get tired, and then you start to get in a rotation on the defensive line. And that, that was a great right. point uh, where I think, you know, if those guys start subbing out, you know, there might be plays here or there where Donald doesn't have Sue next to him or Sue has to take a breather or they don't have Fowler yeah. and then their edge is compromised. So I mean, yeah, if you get into back these to my last one. things, then you can start to get maybe some time to throw the football. I mean, yeah, they're they're yeah. star powered team. Like, I mean, like really, like it's like you shut down a few guys and you make them one dimensional, yeah. and they become. I think that's teams caught on to that later in the year. And I mean, if you're looking at their last few weeks of the regular season, I mean, I think they beat Arizona and San Fran to end out the year, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But 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 before that, they their offense really wasn't the same because teams stopped the run and they forced Goff to make throws and he made mistakes. Like he had a few picks against Philly on that uh, Monday night game or whatever, Sunday night maybe. Um, and then even yeah, and the look, Lions, he, they didn't look. He At home, he's, his rating is 116, and on the road, he's Joe Flacco. Like, exactly, you know, yeah. I mean, like, like, I mean, that's, that, that's, that, that is what it is. Now, now the, the concerning thing there is the Saints, when they played him, he killed the Saints on play action. Like, he was like 10 of 12 for like mm-hmm. a bunch of – but – Cooper Cup really fueled that comeback, and they miss him a lot. Exactly. So it's going to be, exactly, dude. you know, mm-hmm. it, it's going to be interesting. And, and, you know, I was telling Andrew, I said, you know, the thing is, NFL teams now, they have assistance upon – they have assistance for the assistance for the assistance, right? And they have huge right, – right. and, you know, McVay and Peyton, they've been eyeballing this game probably since December 1st. And they fucking tell those quality control assistants and the assistants, look, you know what? You're already working 20 hours a day. I want you to work 21. And that extra hour, look at the fucking ramp and find me things that we can use later. So they're both going to have a package of things that neither one of these teams have fucking seen. And they've been building it and saving it for this moment. I can guarantee you both of them have done that. And you're going it's it's not going to be like a whole new gameplay, but it'll be wrinkles and it'll be stuff. And mm-hmm. in a game where you got a, you got two even teams like that makes the difference, man. And I just think I just think we're going to see some really some really interesting stuff. And it's not it might not even be like people thinking probably listen it's, it's Taysom Hill, but it might not even be Taysom Hill. Right. I think it could be other people. But but Jake, give me a score before you get out of here. Well, score. So, um, I heard Seth talk on your podcast this week. You know, he's a film junkie. So, I, I have to go with him. I have to say 45-35 Saints. I, I think it'll nice. stay high scoring. But uh, And also, Column, I love the blowout. I love that confidence. I think <laughs> I, I do agree with you. Like, Goss and McVay, this is their biggest game of their career. Reason paying, they've been here. They've been in this moment. Like, Goss and McVay, they're, they can fold. They can fold up. Like, the this could be too big of a moment, but uh, I'll see you guys. Keep up the hard work. and uh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, yep. thanks for the call. Yeah, and, you know, you know, Ralph, I mean, the one thing I keep coming back to is the Saints have to start better. Um, you know, they, they will not yeah. survive going down 14 Uh They just won't. Yeah. You know, I, this is not the kind of game where I think they can get away with that. So, um, you know, right from the opening kickoff, having some good momentum I think will go a really long way. Dave, are you calling in? No, this is Kevin. Kevin, I forget. I get confused. I was look. I was actually thinking it was you. I, yeah, I, David I can't is shit house. Remember? remember, he can't call David, in. David, yeah, right. 
But I forget that you have he's the five. Drunk. He's too drunk. He's too drunk to call. <laughs> so, yeah. Kevin, how are you? Fe- how are you feeling, my friend? Uh, I'm not even like on the eve of it. I'm not even that worried. I'm I, I, like I, I'll be worried when the game starts the whole time. Like I'm saving all my. I'm saving all of it for the game. Like Wait, I'm, 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 like, I'm not like, worried. Are like, you saying not worried? Like, like in the sense that, are you saying not worried in the sense that like. Like, if they lose, like, I'll be fine because I'm happy with the season? Or, like, you're, you're saying, I'm not worried, like, Saints are going to win this freaking game. No, no, no. I'm not – so, I'm not thinking about it. Like, I'm not – I'm not getting myself all concerned right now. I'm I'm saving all of that for the game. Like, I'm li- I, like I'm hanging out with my girlfriend, and, and we're, like, watching, you know, some, some Killer Mike uh, show on uh, Netflix, which is hilarious. I recommend people watch that. Um, like, yeah, like, and, and come, you know, come 205 tomorrow, that's, that's where I'll, like, worry. Um, yeah, and like, look, like it the, all like, hits you, it all hits you at kickoff. Right. If the Saints were to lose, yeah, I'd be upset and, and, and mad briefly, but I was, I would still call the season a success. Yeah, but, no, it's, it's, but at the same it's, time, but at the same time, I don't think they're losing. No, I, I, I just, I think tomorrow is going. I said it in my column. I think tomorrow people are expecting a game. I'm expecting a party. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in Jared Goff and my wife. My wife. I don't have the sound, but my wife. she said something today. She said, you know. I feel like Jared Goff is just Ryan Tannehill in a better situation. And I was like, I think you're right. I think, like, I think McVay and that roster and all that talent, like, props Goff up. I'm not convinced that he is really, like, a great top eight quarterback. Like, he's got to show it to me. Um and I don't, Kevin. I don't think it's. A, I mean, it's. It would their season. If they'd have lost to Philly, it would have always had the stain of you lost to Nick Foles, the guy who was the backup quarterback, and the East Coast bias shit that Andrew talked about on Monday. It would that that loss would have fucking lived forever. But because they beat Philly, like it's fine, and their season's a success. Because they've got home field to play the championship game at home, right? You work all year to get it. They've got it. And it'll be disappointed or whatever. But you, when you're in the final four, like, it can't. You, it, 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 the ending will be disappointed, but the season's not a, the season's not a failure. Of course, I say that right. now. Ask me at 5.15. Ask me at 5.15 tomorrow. Well, well yeah. I mean, exactly. and, 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 you can ask, and you can ask me at 5.50 tomorrow, too. I mean, it, 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 and, that's, and again, that's if, if they, 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 they happen to not win the game. All right, Kevin. How much time you know, do you have? Trying, as, 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 yeah, go ahead, Kevin. I was just going to ask Kevin how much time he has with has with us because I got a ton of I got a full board to get to. Kevin, can you? How long can you stay with us, my friend? Uh, it's like twenty minutes. She, all right. She's she's, so, she's shaking her head and telling me I'm fine, and it's just like all right. So she, she, we identify. We identify. Yeah. We can identify you by the last four digits of your phone number. So twenty nine forty five. What is your name and where are you calling from? Uh, this is the head chili, and I'm calling from Niceville, Florida. I just called to cook, tell y'all the menu. How many? How many? How many death shots have you had tonight? <laughs> well. Um, nah, the menu for tomorrow night is roasted mutton marinated in hot sauce. So y'all bring your, hey, bring your, uh... Dude, it, the hot I sauce is great, I, and everybody, go to jldsharpsauce.com, use the code SAINTS, spend $25, you get an awesome magnet all month long. Jerry, how are you, how are you feeling? Your menu sounds amazing but for tomorrow, but how are you feeling about the game? The noise is going to be so loud. 
Goff's not going to be able to hear himself, <laughs> much less McVeigh in his ear. And he's going to be wandering around like that lost child at the shopping mall. God. So I want that. I want that. I got to say something about, you know, the, the, the Rams doubling down on kind of just not, not, not taking the crowd noise seriously and basically just saying that, yeah, it's, it's not going to affect the game. We don't think it's that big of a deal. And uh, honestly, I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised that they would throw caution to the Saints fans like that and, and basically challenge Saints fans um, to, to prove them wrong. And so, you know, that's going to be an interesting element. I mean, you know, I feel like the Saints fans have been challenged not only by the Rams, but now Sean Payton's gone out and talked about this and the media has come out and said, hey, you guys, like you called out. Like, how are you going to respond? And so, you know, we've started to see maybe a little bit more detail on social media about how you really can yeah. impact the game and, and at what times during the play clock you should be loud. And so, you listen, if any, anyone listening is going to end up going to that game, um, the, uh, the impact, I mean, this needs to be the loudest you've ever been in your life. It, 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 was, it was a level louder uh, for the Philly game that it was not during the regular season of any game I went to. Uh, and it was really loud Thanksgiving, Andrew, I thought. Last Sunday it was a level above. Uh, I mean, I just feel like this, you know, there's this, there's this weird thing, Kevin. I feel like everybody, we, were, we, we, we loved 2009. We got our championship, and it was great, and it was fantastic. And I have this sense that, like, through the seven and nine, we were like, man, if we could just get one more run at it, that would be great. But at the end of it, we were like, we're not getting more one more run at it. We're in this seven and nine death loop. It's probably over, and it's okay. And now we have this, and I just feel like this crowd tomorrow is – I think it's going to be more bedlam than 2009 because, yes, there was excitement and desperation in 2009, but there wasn't a sense of – if we don't win this at Minnesota, it's possibly we're never going to be here again. We felt like, yeah, we got some more chances, and maybe we, we, we were naive and that they didn't really have as many chances as we thought. So it was the na- naivete that we had. But, like, tomorrow, Kevin, that crowd, like, there is a fucking desperation in it that I don't think – the Rams and other people understand. Am I going to be – I just feel there's going to be some sort of desperation in this crowd tomorrow that's going to put it in a level we've never seen. I would – I agree, but I would I would go back and, and say maybe – I would say that the desperation was probably uh, – the desperation was certainly greater in 2009. Um, yeah. I I because I, 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 I look I look at I look at tomorrow as as the fan base just being just primed and ready to go like they are like not like a not like a oh man if this doesn't happen you, you know I I I I really don't get the nervousness I I don't I don't pick up on that I. I feel I get what you're saying about the desperation because, you know, of Breeze's age and like other thing, other considerations, uh, you know, just of how hard it is to get to this point and who knows when or if it'll happen again. But I don't know. I feel like 2009 basically like wiped all that shit out. And and it's the excite, it's the excitement and the energy and and the saying hey this is this this is our mo-, it, it, and I, again i'm i'm using the i'm using a collective you know like the, the the whole oh you guys you know the fans don't play the downs but whatever just bear with me i'm using the collective here <laughs> it's kind of like it's this is our time this is our moment this is our game to lose we, you know, like we just have to go out and and do our thing, and and everything should be good. I don't yeah. get the and I, I don't get say, the desperation. I don't get the desperation and the worry. I wish I was with you, Kevin. I want to say to everybody: Look, Jerry, you predicted the hot a dog, fucking he, blowout. 
You predicted a blowout. But How I, is it? Oh, I wait, predicted I'm a blowout, but I'm predicting the games. I'm the guy predicting the but game I'm going to you, overtime. But, You're the guy predicting like a 30-fucking-point blowout. But I'm telling you, I'm tell, I, I, I agree with you. I, I did predict a blowout, but what I'm telling you is that stadium tomorrow is going to be on a level that we have not seen with crowd noise. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I can believe that. I can believe that. I, I'm just uh, – so I just want to say, before we get on to Edward, our next caller – I want to say Jerry has been fantastic for the podcast. Go to JLDSharpSauce.com, purchase stuff. He's been a great sponsor for us all during this time. His products are great. So anybody listening, you're thinking, it, yeah, Head Chili, go to it. it. He's been great to us. He's allowed us to do all sorts of cool stuff this year, extra shows. So if you want to keep that going, support him. We love him. All right, uh, this is my yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, the, um, the, yeah, the barbecue, the, the hot sauce is great, and the salt is great. Uh, I'm, I will certainly actually buy a bottle of it, uh, in the future. And, and who who the hell knows? I may just buy a knife. (laughs) We, uh, (laughs) this is my guy. Next caller is my guy, Edward. He is from Seattle. He has bought me many a drink when I go to a MozCon in Seattle, which is an SEO conference. He, he turned me on to Angel's Envy like two years ago. This is, this is, uh, this is bourbon and beer, right? That is correct. I'm here. Yeah. What's up, guys? You, I will see you again. What's up? I will see you again in July, my friend. My co- my co- my company has 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 purchased my uh, travels to Seattle for MozCon, so I will see you again in July. But you are in the midst of the twelves. They're weird. They're weird. The Seattle fans are just Seahawks fans are just weird. But you're in the midst of the, that weirdness. How are you feeling about tomorrow? You get the early kickoff as well. I get the early kickoff. It is a it is a noon kickoff. Uh, it is – this is the deal. Like like Sean said, right, the first Super Bowl was great. We've had many misses. Let's just put the cards on the table. 11 was a miss. Last year was a miss. And this is the year that all the misery, all the chips, all the crap, everything we've gone through since '09. Is cashed in. Like, it's all cashed in. Now, I don't oh, think baby. we have a blowout. Like, I don't think it's a 45-14 blowout, but if it is, say la vie. <laughs> but I'll tell you this much. I think, at, I think at any given point, we have a 10-7 to seven point lead at all times. The Rams think that they might have a shot at any given time. But at the end, the Saints just lead the whole thing. And we march on to New Orleans East. I love it. I mean, I think we need to all agree, though, that like <laughs> style, style points, style points are for suckers. Like, we're, I don't care. I don't care if like the Rams are lining up to kick a twenty-yard field goal to win the game. The Saints block it. Someone scoops it up, steps out of bounds like seventeen times, and the refs miss it. And they're wearing white cleats, so you can't really tell from the replay. And the Saints go. The Saints score on that play, win the game. The media is outraged, and everyone's saying the refs cheated. Whatever, like I don't care how it happens. I just want to know. <laughs> yeah, get this. Hey, you ready for this? Hey, but the best part—the best part is the ref that we got. According to Rams Twitter, they're owing forever against this guy. We apparently do really <laughs> well with this guy, and you know when he refs us. So okay, fine. And then you know, I mean, here's the deal, right? Sean's gonna have something up his sleeve. Okay, we can bank on that. And Goff's never been in this position. I mean, really, what's the biggest game Goff's ever performed in, right? What's the biggest game McVay's ever performed in? Week week nine in New Orleans when they lost? Right. Yeah. I mean, like, go back to their college years. What do they have on the resume? Nothing. Like, nothing. Like, Peyton had to go through the 06 championship. Peyton had to go through 07 and 08. We finally had the crescendo of 09. We've gone through the wars. We've gone through Bounty Gate. We've gone through everything. Holy hell, like, push all your chips in to the middle of the table. This is it. This is it. Like, there's no looking back. Like, put all your emotions into this one. Put all of your tears, put all of your, just every muscle, every fiber you have as a Saints fan, this is it. And then what will happen yeah. is you, you, will, be, you will fall down 
into a puddle of whatever emotion you're going to feel three and a half hours later, <laughs> and then pick, pick yourself up because we got two more weeks of this coming. Here, Man, here's like, my. Here's, I, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to run through a brick wall, and the only thing that was missing there was the Matthew McConaughey accident. I know. I should have uploaded. I should have uploaded. I'm so pumped now. I should have uploaded the Matthew McConaughey before the show. Um, so Edward, final question. Who Yo. We we all expect the Saints to win. Who do you want in the suit? Who do you want? You want Kansas City or you want Tom Brady? I'd rather Tom. Why not? Right. Just beat the snot out of Tom. Like, uh, you know, basically, you know, let, let's just put a cherry on this. Drew beats Tom. Drew beats um, Peyton. You know, Saints got it, you know, and but quite honestly, I don't care. Right. I don't care. Put some stupid put 31 teams are always in our way every NFL season. 31 teams, all of them. They're all in our way. Every NFL season's come August. And this is the time, right? So beat the Rams, beat whatever schmuck team has to come out of the AFC, and let's do a damn parade in February. Let's go. Love it. Let's go, Thanks. baby. Thanks, Edwards. All right, so. Hey, can I answer that uh, question? You can. Go ahead. Okay. I See, because I listened to, I listened to uh, last week's podcast. Uh, very good, by the way. Andrew, uh, very, uh, like, like. <laughs> All-time all great rant there at the top. It, very good stuff. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Um, I learned from the best. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, but, but, but y'all were – you know, the question was, you know, who would you rather face in the, in the Super Bowl? Uh, I and, – and, and every – like almost everybody I've seen has said Brady. I'm going the other way. And, and like, I get the reasoning for, for, for saying Brady. I get the reasoning. But I want the Chiefs. I want yeah. the Chiefs. And the reason being I would rather, is because I would rather, I would I rather want... beat Brady. Just to be clear, I would rather beat Brady, but I would rather lose to Mahomes. Mm, interesting. Uh, in, I, I guess. I, I guess. But I mean, I like the I like I I like the storyline of Mahomes getting the MVP on Saturday and then Breeze beating him in the Super Bowl on Sunday. Like that storyline. Exactly. Is I want. I want. I want Carl Malone winning the NBA MVP in the regular season and Michael Jordan saying, "Huh, all right," huh. and, then, <laughs> and then boom. That's what I want. I want you know, Patrick I... Mahomes to get that fucking trophy at the at the thing, go through the thanks and say everything nice. They cut to Drew Brees. Drew Brees has like has like a smile on his face and he's clapping a couple of times. But it's off. It's off. Uh, it's 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 not in unison with the rest of the crowd because secretly Brees is on autopilot because inside his head he's basically uh, it's like a scene from the movie Dexter. He's just laying out the tarp in a fucking room in a dimly lit room and he's getting everything all nice and organized and. And then you know, on fucking Sunday, he just he he goes he goes for seventy percent ends his life. <laughs> Basically, yeah, seventy percent, four hundred yards, four touchdowns, and Hoiston you know picks up another one of his fucking kids and holds it above his head after they hand him the uh, the game MVP trophy, like you know that. And then and and then you know yeah. I, I don't know who who's 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 airing the game who's airing the Super Bowl uh, this year. Uh, I think it's CBS. I think it's okay, CBS. Okay, so 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 when so what's face that, that yeah, so so basically when fucking Nance goes up there, you know, in between cutting Masters promos, and he and he makes that stupid asks him a stupid question about not winning the MVP award for the regular season, you know, Drew can just look at the fucking Super Bowl trophy and the Super Bowl MVP and go, eh, this is a pretty good consolation. And then, Here's and then I'd, the like reason I want. If, I'd like to see somebody. I'd like to see at that point somebody chuck a fucking football at uh, at Jim Nance's uh, melon. <laughs> at that point. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If the Saints win the Super Bowl, though, we have the potential for the most fucking awkward handing off of the Lombardi Trophy from the commissioner to the winning team since Al Davis took the trophy from Pete Rozelle after defeating his ass in court and moving his team. If Goodell has to hand that trophy to Peyton, like 
the rest of America has forgotten about the bounty gate. Some Saints fans are sort of put in the rear view. Sean Payton ain't put that shit in the rear view fucking ever. No. And you know what? I don't know. I don't know what would be better. I don't know what would be better. If, if Peyton says, no, 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 I'll take it from you, Raj, either that or if Peyton makes somebody else take the fucking trophy from him and then hand it immediately to Sean Peyton. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what would be better. Because, I mean, there, there's there's no way Sean Peyton is taking that trophy and not saying a pot shot. I mean, there, there's no way he's not taking advantage of that just moments and 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 doing something kind of dickish. No way. No way. And here's maybe the thing, he like maybe he leans in. Maybe he leans in and goes, "We want that second rounder back, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing too. Like the, the the NFL, like they tried to get Benson to fire Peyton. Like they didn't just suspend him. Like they went all out to like burn the Saints' golden age to the fucking ground. And it's still here. And, like, America would have a collective aneurysm when Sean Payton does that to Goodell. But Saints fans, we will love it forever. But, like, like, the thing is, though, Kevin, like, if he does it, though, the one reason I think he might not is because it would just overshadow everything. All right, we've got two weeks to talk about this. Let's get through this game first. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. Yeah, please. We got yeah. uh we got uh 39 uh we got 3391. 3391. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey guys, it's uh Chris Boulay up in Boston. How are you? What's go- What's up, Chris? What's going on? Are you a, uh, Chris? Yes. In other news that only uh, that only Chris cares about Everton is trash and Liverpool is good. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> they they did win today, so I'm happy about that. But I've actually been um I actually um been sick with a cold, so like I've been um I've uh, not been. Oh, able are to you get gonna be the Ralph? The are you gonna be the Ralph of NFC Championship? Are you gonna have the same experience? <laughs> I was I was the Ralph nine years ago as well, man, dude. I I, I watched that game in my in my apartment in college on the couch while I was coming down with something. I didn't know what it was. I was really, really sick. And I called my mom after the game, after Hartley hit the kick. And I just told her, I was like, so um, I'm in real bad shape. And I'm, if I die, they made the Super Bowl, so it doesn't matter. So I'm <laughs> in the hospital the next day because I had a sinus infection, pneumonia, and like a one-on-one fever. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Way I worse was, than me. I was all. I was also sick for the LSU 2007 national championship as well. I watched that on my couch, having the chills. But I did not. Well, and did not, not end up too, at the it's hospital. It's not too late to start getting symptoms, man. <laughs> I was luckily. I got better. I got better enough that like two days before the Super Bowl, I was like back in drinking shape, so we were able to like like kind of go hard for the Super Bowl. So it worked out. That's all that matters. <laughs> So Chris, so Chris, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? Uh, give me a score and give me uh, a guy that nobody's talking about for the Saints that you think needs to play big. So I mean, score. I mean, I'm I'm nervous as hell for this game. Um, I, I was I was super confident when I was down at the game last week against Philly. Um, but I mean, they have they're good on every single in my opinion on in every single aspect of the game they're better than the rams they they should be able to win this it's just i think it's going to be a tight game just because they don't give it to us easy <laughs> um i'm going to say it would probably be 31-27 saints but we're going to be um we're going to be clenching our cheeks till the last couple minutes of the game i think and i think for like yeah. a player that's got to that's got to play big I mean, hell, who the hell are they going to throw to beyond Mike Thomas tomorrow? I mean, the, the the big thing right now is that somebody needs to be alive on offense that's not named Thomas Kamara or, or Ingram, and I think that that's going to have to be. I mean, I feel I feel like almost stupid putting my faith in the guy with how inconsistent he is, but I think it's got to be Traquan Smith. That's interesting, you know. He did, you, I did you, like, you, didn't, you, didn't he? Didn't he play pretty well? I can't remember. Did he do anything against the Rams? 
He caught a big pass, didn't he? Last time he did, he I don't remember. I mean, no, I remember. I obviously, I remember the catch that he had for uh, for for on Breeze's record, but I don't. I, I mean, he's he 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 shows up like every five weeks, it seems, and he has a few great catches. So mm-hmm. hopefully, the um, he, it's going to line up for it right now. But <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, one thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Ted Ginn. You know, he, they, the Saints didn't have Ted Ginn last time these two teams played, and um, you know, obviously, you know, if you were to tell me. We, we we can either not have Ginn or we cannot have Watson and Kirkwood. I would pick losing Watson and Kirkwood and keep Ginn. So uh, I'm not psyched that Watson and Kirkwood are out, but you know honestly, like Dan Arnold and you know Traquan Smith and and Austin Carr, like to me that 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 just it's 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 Michael Thomas and then just a, and Ted Ginn and then just a bunch of other guys. So I, I don't really Smith care who the other guys against are. The Rams. He did have a yeah. touchdown. He caught yeah, like, two, I like two for 23 and like a touchdown. I, I think he, he's going to have to come up. With, he, maybe he won't have, like, the big volume in terms of catches. Maybe he won't have volume in terms of yards. But there's going to come a time in this game where he's going to have to come up with a big catch and a big play. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris, thanks for the call, guy. Um, as we get close to the hour mark, uh, you know – the the NFC the 2009 NFC Championship, Andrew, it was the ultimate shenanigan game. Like it yeah. was just fucking. It was just fucking. We it was it was a vortex of weird. I mean, Adrian Peterson was both terrifying and delightful. Like he was destroying the Saints yeah. and dropping the ball all over the place at the same time. Like. He was killing the Saints, and yet the Saints were creating so, turnovers and beating the hell, hell out of Favre. So, so for that game, I, were, I was uh, with my mom at that game, and um, I was sitting in my usual seats, in my usual se- uh, season ticket holder seats, and um, the the people sitting right next to me, like literally the seat next to me, was Adrian Peterson's girlfriend at the time, her brother, and her dad. So, like, they're all wow. dressed up in Vikings gear and in a sea of Saints fans. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, a, a visitor section. So, like, they were amongst Saints people. And, you know, I mean, she kind of, like, volunteered. Like, I'm Adrian's girlfriend. And so, like, you know, she was cool, and we were all cool with her. I mean, obviously, beautiful woman. But, um, anyway, like, as the game went along, you know, Adrian was making plays, and they were cheering for her, him really hard. And her brother, who was younger than her, you know, he, he was, like, way into it, you know, because it's, like, his sister's boyfriend, and he's in the NFL, and, like, this, you could tell, like, he's a little bit of a dorkier kid, so, yeah, you could tell, like, this was just, like, life was never going to get any better for him in this moment, but, you know, Adrian fumbles once, and they're, like, oh, that's okay, Adrian, like, you'll get it back, he fumbles a second time, and they're, like, ah, oh, I can't believe you did that, but that's all right, you know, we're still going to win this game. When he fumbled <laughs> the third time, Ralph, she she was still supportive, the dad was kind of like, yeah, I don't like seeing that. The brother was ready to burn Adrian to the ground. And he's screaming, you got to hold on to the goddamn ball. And he's losing it. And I'm just loving it because I'm sitting right next to him. And I'm like, oh, we got him now. His own family's turning on him. <laughs> oh, that is a great story. So, um, caller 3939, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's uh, Colin. I'm calling from uh, Uptown New Orleans. What's going on? What's up, man? How are you feeling? How are you feeling? Um, cagey enough that I went and threw a ram's horn into the Mississippi River tonight. There you go. <laughs> I love it. Um, oh, our listeners, and, our listeners you know, are the best. Uh. As, no, I don't. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I'm. I'm taking baby aspirin now because uh, I don't want my heart to explode overnight, um, and I'll probably do that again tomorrow. But I don't know how you guys can, I don't know, trot your line out and feel so cool, cool and confident and cool and collected because you know, I feel like I could drop dead before 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 sunrise tomorrow. I feel Are you like going to go to the game? One... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to torture myself and go to the game. Yes, I am. Okay. I well, just feel like at you know, 150, it's all going to hit me, and then I'm going to be like a puddle. You know. I just I right just now, think. Well, and, and 
I, I, Colin, I, I think it'll be like this for you. I, I think, you know, when you start tailgating and hopefully you'll drink a little bit before the game, you know, that'll kind of take the edge off a little bit. I think it'll kind of kick out some of the nerves. Once you get in there and it's kicked off, your your job and your role at that point becomes, like, how can you and all of your 70,000 70, of your buddies affect the game? Now, you, have a, you, have, you almost have a job to do, you know? So, like, it's not like watching on TV where – we're just hoping for the best. We're jumping up and down. We can't really – you can actually impact the game in some way. Now, you know, it, it, you're, you're not the one on the field making the plays, but, like, I think you've got to stay focused on the fact that you're going to be so immersed in what's happening and how you guys collectively can affect the game that you're not going to be worried about, like, the bigger picture. I think that's that's – when you like start to think about, oh God, what does it mean if they win? What does it mean if they lose? And all that stuff starts to creep in your mind. Then that's where you kind of get to that point. But I just think you got to stay focused, man. On when you get to that game, that's all you're going to be worried about is screaming as loud as you can, and that's your job if you're going. Yeah, it's and, one uh, of those games. And, I, I I I do wish that I could, you know, I don't know, like the the playoff tickets. I wish I could, you know, I don't know, like have a. A, a seat between me and my girlfriend because I don't know. I'm a bad. I'm a. I'm a good fan at time, and I'm, I'm a. I'm a bad fan at times. And my guy, she's not a fan of me when I'm a. When I'm a bad fan. Guy, what time are you starting? You what time are you going down there to join in the festivities tomorrow? I'll, pro- I'll probably like a, like eleven eleven thirty. All right. Yeah. Uh, you know. And thanks for the call. You know. That's the thing too. It's a different vibe down there now because I remember in 2009 they didn't have Champion Square. And Saints fans, for all our wildness and that sort of thing, Kevin and Andrew, like they were, Saints fans weren't really known for tailgating at the Dome because, right, the parking lot's underneath, so you can't really cook. And the bars were kind of there but kind of away. So, like, Saints fans weren't really known for tailgating. But I feel like post-2009 with, like, Champion Square and the way they've sort of changed things, like, vibe – downtown now for Saints games and I that that's you know I really felt it last week like it's just it's just it's just different now is am am I crazy to think that um I am not the person I'm not the person to answer that because I haven't been down there in in years Shit, I would say I would say at least eight years, maybe nine. I think the last, I think the last home game I went to might have been in 2010. Yeah, and well, Andrew, you went, you were, you've been I, down I there, it's, man. It's, maybe not too. Yeah, it's it's different. I mean, it's different. I think you know the two you know major things. I mean, there used to be a bar before walk-ons. I forget the name of it, but you know, and that that was somewhat crowded before games. But like, I just think Champion Square over the last decade walk-ons and champion square have kind of become like where you go before the game. And so, you know, for a long time, and and there still is a lot of tailgating, but I think, you know, the, the lead up to the game used to be just all tailgating. And so it was, uh, you're bringing your own stuff and you're responsible for your booze and your cooking and, and, you know, leading up to the game, it was very much like, you know, little sects of people that were, you know, kind of just doing their own thing. Whereas now, like, it's more all-inclusive and it's more of a big party, you know. With Champion Square, yeah. they always have the band out there. and you can Your access to beer is a lot easier. And, uh, you know, walk-ons is, you know, just half a mile from the stadium. You can walk straight from oh, there by to the, the way, game. The, so the, the pregame? The pregame stuff for tomorrow is strong. They got Cheap Trick. Yeah, it's banana. They got the yeah, yeah, they yeah. Got they got the, they got Cheap Trick, who I love. They got the Yin Yang Twins, which you gotta have. You got Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett doing the halftime. Jimmy Buffett's doing the Jimmy Buffett's doing the national anthem. I mean, oh, anthem. Sorry, that's it's right. It's got I mean. a, it's got a little bit of everything tomorrow. Like it's gonna be fucking yeah, but, wild. So I, I think it's I think it's a little different. I think it's actually. I mean, the 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 tailgate culture is still real strong. I mean, I'm not trying to downplay that but i just think it's more of a inclusive party now just with the options around the dome yeah um so we only have a little bit longer thanks to everybody for calling people and people on twitter are like thanks guys for doing this i i'm out of my mind this is therapy so we're like giving the people like therapy the night before the game and we're happy to do it uh so i guess 
for me, it's like your final thoughts on the game tomorrow, uh, Kevin. What's your final thoughts, and what what is something that that you like like a weird plausible scenario that could take us into the twilight zone, good or bad? Like, so just go. Kevin, are you there? Oh, I didn't know you were asking me first. Yeah, I was. Like, like what? Like your final thoughts on the game, and like, what do you think? Like, what's a, like a weird kind of scenario that's plausible that you think could happen? I mean, I'm well. Again, I'm I'm predicting overtime. Uh, I'm I'm saying, I, and I'm I'm picking the Saints to win thirty. I'm picking the Saints to win thirty to twenty. Uh, thirty to twenty-four, and I. I don't know. I, I I I haven't decided what I think would be better if if uh, if there's a walk off interception or or a walk off uh, bomb for a touchdown. So, but I'm 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 predicting I'm predicting overtime. Andrew, man, uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking back to our callers and. Chris Boulay, who's sick, and uh, and Colin, who sounds like he's just super tight. He's like I was earlier in the week. Uh, if it goes to overtime, I, I feel for them. I, I don't know how that goes for their health if it goes to overtime. For a lot of us, I think. But, um, you know, I, everyone's, talk, I, everyone's talking about Breeze and Goff, McVeigh, and or Breeze versus Goff, McVeigh versus Peyton. Um, and and I, I do think, you know, ultimately it comes down to, who has the better game plan, which quarterback executes better. But for me, the real X factor is the run game. And you've, ta- you've heard the Rams all week talk about, we've got to stop Ingram and Kamara. And, uh, you know, obviously we want to slow down Gurley. I-, I-, I would have the hot take that I-, I think it's more important for Ingram to have a big game for the Saints than it is for the Rams, for Gurley to have a big game for the Rams. You know, I think the Rams are in a place where, you know, Sheldon Rankins is out. Their offensive line is healthy. I think that Gurley could be stopped, and it's plausible that the Rams could still win not running the football that well. Uh, for the Saints, their offensive line's banged up, and Breeze is missing Watson, he's missing Kirkwood. So, like, it, you know, the, it's just not setting up as well for Breeze. The Saints' passing offense hasn't been great for the last month and a half, two months. So, I actually think it's more critical for the Saints to run the football well. And so I think, you know, the the big X factor for me is can Ingram and Kamara um, do what they need to do on the ground? And I think if the Saints can have balance and some success running the football, it means just it's going to open up things. And then the offense can get into this this kind of high-scoring game. If the Rams are putting up a lot of points, they can kind of keep track with them. So um, I think that's the most important thing. Um, but ultimately, I, I think they'll do it, man. I, I just think – I don't think the Rams are prepared for what the fans are going to be like. I think the fans are going to come through. And I just think at the end of the day, uh, when a play needs to be made and the game's on the line, I'm putting my money on Sean Payton and Drew Brees. I'm not going to put it on McVeigh and Goff. I've never seen him do it. They're young. Um, they're inexperienced. And, you know, this goes back to things I've talked to Zach Streif about. I, I've talked to him some this year um and you know I, I feel like it's just a few conversations with him I've learned a good bit because he's such an insightful guy and kind enough to share kind of his thoughts with it and, oh and by the way by know, the it, way it, with Zach Streif people were banging on me he is so much better at play-by-play he's borderline good now to go from not ever doing it to where he is now he's really good and really fun and i love the fact that when the other team scores he's like a guy at a funeral like he's just the perfect replacement for henderson he really is and he's he's gotten better every week he really has so um you know it's it's been a good call and i'm i'm excited to see that he's been doing well but you know at the end of the day you know the thing that he points out to me is he says you know look it's in the playoffs. It's just different, and you can look great in the regular season, and you can impress people. But like winning a game in the playoffs is just a different animal, and you have to have you you have to be wired differently. Your players have to be approaching the game a little bit differently, and I, I just think 
when you look at the Patriots and you look at how they've been a straight AFC championship games, that's not by accident. I mean, yes, in a lot of cases, they're just the best team, but I think sometimes they have beat teams by simply outsmarting them, by being more prepared. Dude, they they fucking pantsed the Chargers. They pantsed them last Sunday. And and I I just think when it it comes down to you have to make a play, like, I just think Goff, the moment, could get the best of him. And we know it's not going to – Drew Brees is a stone-cold killer. You know, he may look like a nice guy, and he may say all the the right things and and seem like a family guy and Christian, but when he gets on the field, he is a mercenary assassin. He looked like a serial killer this week. That's why I love Kevin's analogy to start about Dexter. Here's, here's, here's my prediction. Um, and I look, I predicted 45-17 in my column, so I got to stick with it. But here's, here's why I think what's going to happen. I think tomorrow is going to be the greatest day of Mickey Loomis's life. And here's why. I think Marcus Davenport is going to have two sacks. I think Eli Apple is going to have a pick. And I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to come into the game in the fourth quarter so Drew Brees can get a fucking standing ovation from the fans at the two-minute warning. And that will mean that all the big moves Mickey Loomis made worked out spectacular. Right? The well, DeMario Davis, DeMario Davis is going to lead the team in tackle. Yeah, that too. So Mickey Loomis will just be in the box, and he will smile, and he will pour himself a nice, expensive drink, probably Pappy or whatever scotch he likes to drink, and he will just smile and know that he fucking did it all and it worked out perfectly and it'll be his moment to shine. And that's what I think is going to be tomorrow. Uh, So that's how I think it's going to be. So for everybody, um, hey, man, this has been fun. We tried to give you a little bit, unwind, loosen you up. Kevin, thanks for hopping in on late notice. Uh, thanks to all the people that called. We got to you all. We appreciate you. We love you. Uh, tomorrow, it'll be awesome. Enjoy it. Embrace it. Drink yourself silly. It's going to be fun. Uh, Saints will be in Atlanta. Uh, till tomorrow, the bar is closed. Saints are winning. All right, all right, all right.